Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Anyway, here we are. We're back. Steve, we've missed you. Back in the house. I'm sorry. I was under a lot of pressure. Um... Certainly the week before last, anyway, with school. <laughs> I was fucking freaking oh, really? out on the famine assignment. <laughs> you were you were snowed under? Bro, yeah, it's fu- it's quite full on. Um, what was the, the you had a you had a famine assignment? Yeah, so history assignment is did the British uh, cause uh, the great uh, Irish famine, but we have to discuss it from a nationalist, a revisionist and a post-revisionist perspective. Oh my god, Steve, you have no idea how much <laughs> I love that chat. I know you do, yeah. <laughs> no, because uh, it's interesting because there is... So so let me just say to our listeners before we get into it, okay? Today we're going to talk about the positives of the of the positives of 2020, if there are any. I actually got yes. quite a lot of feedback on Instagram, so we'll be sharing that. But Steve has just now thrown up the surprise. <laughs> Opened up a can of worms. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's studying the various ways to look at the famine, which is a fucking fascinating subject. Yes, uh, I think even for our American listeners, it's fascinating because th- it's a guarantee statistically that some of them uh, that are listening right now have either a historical connection to the famine via their grandparents left Ireland in 1950, and uh, obviously those people were affected by the famine, but some of them may actually be the descendants of Irish emigrants who left in the 1840s or the 1850s, 1860s, direct result of the famine. So this is not a, this is this is not not relevant. To oh, it's huge! It's, it's huge. And like, I mean, even Biden. Look at Biden. The way he talks about Ireland. He's just you know president elect and his connection to Ireland. Now that's all. The American connection is hugely, massively related to to the famine and but how that relationship started. But here's the bad news, Steve. <laughs> The very simple narrative that you probably grew up with is it's not wrong. actually the one hundred percent true narrative of Fucking the family. Wrong, <laughs> like everything, it's so much more complicated than we thought. God oh damn my it! God. I it was just you know, it's like the bull McCabe in the field. Are these yeah. the same outsiders <laughs> who took the corn from our mouths as the potatoes yeah. went rotten? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, and it never talked about the Catholic landlords who were fucking booting their own people off the land. Fuck off, get out of it. You're not yeah. paying your rent, off you go. Oh, it's yeah, so but like, honestly, I mean, we don't have to get into it so much, but actually this is not a bad time to revise how people look at the famine because when you think about it, it's so easy as a government, right? You know, if if you try to, my obsession is trying to put people in the mindset of the time because history mm. comes with facts. So basically you're looking back at the past with hindsight right but it's very hard to get hindsight out of people's minds right yeah so if people could put themselves rather than put themselves in the famine put themselves in the botched response to the coronavirus pandemic yes and yes it's not evil per se like trump's response is terrible boris johnson's response hasn't been great either some people will criticize the irish government's response they're all actually different ways to respond to a pandemic none of them are evil per se 
History will probably show that Trump's response was clearly the worst. But even though he's a clown, it wasn't evil. So the, when you look at the famine, in the way that you look at the pandemic, you realize that these were bad government responses rather than this sense of let's, mer- let's make sure that as many Irish people die as possible. Exactly, exactly. And that's the com- the complexity of it. You, and you look at the relationship between Ireland and England, for example, in just the 50 years before the famine and all the complications that come out of that. Like Irish, the Irish population went from in the 17, uh, the mid 1700s to the mid 1800s. It grew by six million. And they still can't really explain exactly why that is. But that's a huge because part Irish of the people love to ride, but they like to do Irish it on the down low. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's actually Steve, that's a very interesting point because I, I didn't realize that mm. the the population in that hundred years rose by six million. Yeah, two point. I can't. I haven't got the figures in front of me, but two point, like two point four to eight point something. Um, it was wow. hu- in a hundred years. It was huge, but they, they like there's lots of analysis on it, and um, there's obviously the the Malthusian theory where people just get like it's quite a negative point of view, but it says that lower classes are basically um, they just they they repopulate just to have company or to have more people to work on their land etc etc but there was the culture of live, living off subsidence so they're getting their dole basically they can feed themselves off the potato they're happy the more children they have the more poor relief you get so you know oh, that was that wow, that was right into uh, these fucking irish are just breeding to get their welfare paid. <laughs> i mean steve you're really in, you're in a shit show there bro that like when when you're done are you done with that famine unit uh, I'm nearly like I haven't. The, I haven't. Uh, we just, we all the whole class got a week um, extension because because I also did psychology. Got the result yesterday. English uh, philosophy. So I, I basically will be finished in the next week. I've actually nearly. All right, got let's it do a fam. When you're done, we're going to do a famine special. Let, a let's famine not podcast. get into it today because I'll, we can prep it. Yes. Also, it's very, all- it's very controversial because you know there was that book written which basically said that the British committed genocide. John and, Mitchell. Know, yes. Yeah. So there's. There's there's a real spectrum of opinion from the yes. genocide opinion. It's uh, also topical know. because RT have a two part documentary came out on Monday night, and the uh, second part is on Monday. Oh, so the, the country, hunger, right? the country, the country's talking about it at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? Let's watch the. I'm going to try to get a copy of this hunger. You yes. watch the hunger next week. We're going to have a famine special. <laughs> Let's get the fucking party going. Have you enough of the pandemic? Let's talk yeah, about yeah. Let's talk about people the dying famine. and being displaced. <laughs> Starving, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Because it's so, it's, yeah, it's all, so, it's all about perspective. But the connection to the U.S. is huge because of the way that the likes of James Stevens went, formed the Fenians in the U.S., yes. and how that all funded I the know, revolution. All, but he all, was creating, it's all, it was all politics. There's so much politics involved with the famine. Yeah, not to mention that we, to this, we live to this day with the effects of the famine. The Irish population Absolutely. today is a direct result of the Irish famine. It's yeah. It's been whatever it's been, 170 years, but it's still directly affected, because that was one of the big questions on the leaving, you know, the... Right, okay. The, 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 why the famine was a watershed, or was, was it on the leaving or in UCC, I can't remember, why was the famine a watershed in Irish history, you know? Because mm, it also yeah. leads to the the church having more power in society. There's so much. Steve, we're getting into it next week. Come on, baby. <laughs> it's the famine special on the Dance Bishop podcast. We're going to talk about the famine. And now people are going to get upset now because you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to get a famine problem. joke. We're going to be in the Irish Times again. <laughs> yeah, because I made a famine joke about 
years ago I used to say the Irish are happiest when they're miserable you know that like yeah. the best thing about the Celtic Tiger ending was Irish people go, I knew it I'd, try, I'd been saying the whole time it was going to blow up you know I, so <laughs> yeah. then I used to say that Irish people were happiest during the famine it's like how are you doing I'm fucking starving I sure I'm starving myself fucking brilliant <laughs> and then everyone got upset with me you know yeah, like yeah. it's it's a, it's a long time ago we know that the famine was a tragedy but sure if you weren't laughing you'd be crying <laughs> so um let's get into uh did you ever think about this? Why you're grateful yourself in 2020? Uh, yeah, I mean, no, 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 no sorry, no, 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 don't open up. What good shit? What good shit happened? What 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 was positive about 2020? What was positive about 2020? Uh, I mean, we all had to stop, didn't we? And I think that was actually mm. a good thing. I oh think yeah, you can just speak thing. for yourself. I mean, I I agree, but yeah, yeah. I, I like I had to stop and I had to spend, you know, spend time at home, which like, man, I think that took months for me to to, to adjust to, to being at home because I was always out. It was always my, my daily routine was like I'm up in the morning, time with my daughter, do some writing, but I'm always ready to run off to the next thing. So yes. n- not as involved with the, the daily life of everything that's going on in the house. And it's so being, being forced to be with yourself. Is that a positive or a negative? Um. Uh, with myself, fine. With my missus, um, it's been a. <laughs> it's definitely no, you don't want to get in trouble. But at the same time, no. I think, I think it's good to explore that a little bit because mm. I think a lot of people are are dealing with that, and they're they're all having different experiences with it. Absolutely, man. And uh, yeah, I suppose, especially as a comedian, like you're so hell bent on being vertical successful or doing the next gig and and when that's taken away from you what are you left with do you know what i mean so then so then i'm, I'm kind of sitting with myself going okay so um <laughs> like your set your sense of worth nearly you have to think about that and you got to think about yeah. what's important you know did you find yeah. that when you take away the shows and the the adulation the laughter the crack yeah. Did you find that even in the short space of time that you've been doing stand-up, that some of your identity, some of your worth got wrapped up in your job? Yeah. De- oh, totally, bro. I mean, yeah. I know that's I mean, a big, that's a heavy question. I, know. I mean, I've I've changed around from different, like uh, like doing acting at times or being in a band and now doing comedy or whatever. But I think you're constantly wrapped up in the, uh, well, certainly me, the idea of like, I just want to be fucking really good at something. And mm. then be seen as <clears throat> then you feel ah i feel successful now i feel like i've got self-worth or something like that yes and when it's taken away like that it was like wow because i went hard into podcasting at the for the first half of lockdown mm. and uh hard on the social media and stuff like that and it doesn't have the same sense of self-worth self-worth i really enjoy it but it's not the same as being in a room full of other people. And so you really have to question, okay, what is important? Where are you getting your self-worth from, you know? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say, not just in the pandemic, but there have been, been various times where I've I've either been forced to check myself or just had a, just become aware of how much your identity becomes tied into your job. Mm. You know, I really got yeah. to turn off my phone. <laughs> I, I, just because you know why? Because it's call. connected to the... Hey, you know, I got to call you back. I'm doing a podcast. We're talking about self-worth. Uh, tied up in our jobs <laughs> with Steve, but I, I, you, I'm not. I'm not asking you to come on. I, I I know that I need to talk to you about the thing, but uh, I gotta I gotta hold off. Okay. Anyway, sorry for the distraction. So yeah, I've I've had to I've had to check myself numerous times, where you realize that you know, like who you are, particularly because there's a notoriety that comes with comedy, and mm. you know this sense of 
how how well am I doing at my job is how well I'm doing as a person, which of course is just just dangerous. Like Donald Trump associating the stock market with his success as a president, the two are not directly correlated. Yes, yes, yeah, that's that's interesting. But that's a big thing, I think. Certainly, as uh, for men as well, we fucking get caught up in a lot of the the male ego sometimes, and we uh, on what being is that male? Is. is that male ego or is it just ego? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. No, I think it's male ego, and I think it's, uh, like... I mean, it doesn't I know matter. from I, <laughs> my experience of, chat, of chatting to women, some of the things... No, it's just on certain things like that would be more focused on men or being successful um, in certain aspects or being more funny. Like, my girlfriend law says, like, I've never met a girl who cares about being funny or it's never... But when you lads get together, it's all fucking laugh and joke and blah, 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 blah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, although when you hang out with the comic girls, they all care about being funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, so that the thing is that you're getting together with a lot of guys that are in the in the business of being funny. I mean, I... Whether it's a learned, whether it's a gender norm that's learned or it's innate, I do always find that making people laugh seems to be more important than men. But I don't know if that's innate or that's just something that's been learned over time. And will that change as more and you know as more and more women uh, become more powerful, more confident, uh, you know, not as restricted by gender norms? Will 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 that grow or not? I don't know. That's one of the certainly. If you were to look at your childhood, like in, in male culture growing up and boy culture, like being funny got you out of so much trouble, got you out of fights, got you out of trouble in school, you know, what I mean? all that. Like I was fucking funny, but I was in some hairy situations as well with regards getting the shit kicked out of me. So, yeah, you know what I mean? I know, but you so know, it's funny over the years doing like talks in schools and stuff. It's funny, particularly I've noticed, particularly when you go to like the all girls schools, you will always notice that like there's a lot of girls that are being really funny and it's like important yeah. to them. You know, right. and I wonder yeah. sometimes if in 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 male female situations that the boys kind of uh you know intimidate the women perhaps it, they find it harder to come out of themselves or they they may this is all just like sweeping assumptions or they assume that role that 
I'll be more attractive to these guys if I don't do that. And this is just like, right, okay. this is a pos- this is specu- possible. This is just speculating. Yes. Yeah, just yeah. speculating. I, it's just like all these gender conversations. It's impossible to separate what's, uh, you know, what's a, a gender norm that's been learned and what's innate because mm. you, you, can nev- you never have that controlled study of somebody who's been completely free from yeah. society. I just realized as well, not to mention culture, because obviously my girlfriend's from from a different culture. She's from a different country. So I was like, oh, yeah. So that, that also adds a different element yeah, like to they're, they're growing no up crack. in Portugal. Yeah, they're no crack. <laughs> they're no fucking crack. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. You know, she's she's noticing that Irish people like to have the crack and Portuguese yeah. people, you know, whatever. I don't know what they want to do. They probably want to have the crack too, but in their own language. I mean, it's hard to be super yeah. funny in your second language. Yes, definitely. definitely. You know? So anyway, that- Steve... All that, all that came from the fact that I had asked you. You know, do you feel that? Did you, did you, did you question yourself when suddenly you're just stuck with yourself? Mm. I mean, fucking yeah. Well, I went back to school, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, totally, man. Yeah, I totally questioned myself. What about you? Yeah, I mean, what I, d- you- I did. I mean, the the only thing about me is that I'm doing comedy so long. I was just happy with the break. Yes, you know exactly. Yeah, uh, and. I was weird. I, I was I was surprised how comfortable I was with just doing nothing. But same as you, I did dive into the virtual world early on, and then I kind of got a I got a, a pain in my hole with it. You know, mm. I don't know really. I mean, I, I guess I guess because eventually this is all going to crank up again. They they approved the vaccine in the UK. As far as the job goes, I wonder. I ask myself sometimes, how would I feel if I just decided not to bother? being mm. public in my life you know and I, I i i feel that i wouldn't but i i question like would would i be comfortable just just being you know just just suddenly letting all this go and that's a f- super interesting question man i know the, my because it's very different for you you've been famous in a country for a long time so it's a f- you, different level there i know and that's the thing is like the des- where does the desire for fame come from you know, a lot of people say, I didn't do this to get famous. I just got famous. But like, there were times where I, I, I definitely, fame was a motivator for me, you know? And when you, you, you see the way kids react to TikTok, they, I remember being a kid and wanting to be famous, you know? And, and, and not, being, not being afraid to like articulate that. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be famous. Like, that was a, something that was worth achieving, this concept of fame. And it yeah. definitely was one of my one of my motivators so to just say and i mean obviously levels of fame rise and fall but like to just say that i'm i, I no longer want the byproduct of working hard in a in a, a game like comedy that's a that's a that's a that's a big thing because i mean I, I couldn't even lie and say that it doesn't motivate me because it does yeah so i mean of course the pandemic makes you think about that but i haven't come up with it I haven't come up with an answer. You didn't I have come, to come a conclusion up conclusion on it. No, but I mean the good news is that I have been very comfortable in myself in terms of a lot of other not just career distractions but just all the distractions that come with working live shows and you know meeting up with people, dating, all that stuff even before I met Hannah, all those distractions were gone and it was actually quite nice to just be stuck with myself. I mean, it's it's guaranteed that you're gonna calm down, mm. especially with the la- with the year that you had, 
before that. Oh yeah, before the, the decade, the decade that I have. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, all all in all, I would say that was that was really good. And yes, it definitely forced me to sort of have a have a an express train between doing the show and then coming into doing nothing, doing me and mama, and then coming into doing nothing. It was kind of like a fast track of dealing with grief. Not that I feel like my grief is dealt with, but I certainly feel like, you know, I've come out the other side of the intense period, which I think probably happened faster as a result of this unique experience of losing your mother and literally almost to the day fleeing Ireland because of a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but but anyway... (laughs) I find all that to be a positive, to be honest with you. I find the other real positive in terms of our lifestyle, particularly me, is the lack of travel. Being in the one place for so long. Oh, yeah. So good for your your physical body, your mental health, you know, to just not have to just constantly be organizing, you know? You realize how much of a distraction that is, like packing, going, coming, you know? Just yeah. the ti- the tiredness of travel, and of course, this is like a first world problem. I'm, I'm I like I like that lifestyle, but at the same time, in the absence of it, you realize how much energy it takes. Oh yeah, big time. And like I I, I think a lot of p- people who like look at comedians, they'll just see the uh, the the moment on stage that it's like they're having the crack. And geez, they have a great life, don't they? But the fucking traveling man, being a comedian is traveling. <laughs> it's yeah. just yeah. nonstop. And everybody like they try. Go ahead. They tried with, with 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 our school. They tried to um. They're seeing if they can bring us into class now, at because the, uh, they they might be able to uh, bring in a certain amount of numbers. And I'm like, no way, I'm not traveling. It's only 15 minutes from my gaff, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not traveling. Could, I'm not going anywhere. You could walk. <laughs> That'd be a nice routine, actually. Walk into the yeah, school, yeah, you know, yeah. But yeah, because yeah. a lot not of far people... from your house, actually. Oh yeah, you want to move into my gaff? I got a letter from the permanent TSB. They're forcing me off interest only. But, oh, yeah, nice. no, I'm only kidding. I'm, I'm actually deal. That's why Aiden was calling me. Actually, I'm dealing with. Oh, uh, right restructuring my mortgage but not like in a not in a bad way in a good way you know it's not it's not a problem it's just they i've been on interest only for a long time and i think they forgot about me to be honest so uh i'm you know that's like the the, the, they're they're going back to like the last of the pre you know the last of the celtic tiger tidy ups and they're like okay how the fuck is this guy not paid a fucking cent off his mortgage only paying interest on a fucking tracker (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're literally paying me to live in my gaff to be honest with you <laughs> fucking trackers man i'm grateful for trackers in 2020 i'll tell you that but uh a lot of people i'm joking but a lot of people did message with this sort of what we're talking about which is that okay being forced to be with themselves so i'll read out a couple uh somebody Brilliant. said Way more of a work-life balancing act going on since the Rona hit us in 2020. I actually get my eight hours beauty sleep, and it's been great for my general health and my mental health. And another positive of 2020, discovering Hannah Burner, somebody messaged. So it's Irish oh, person. Oh, wow. Discovered Hannah because of- uh, was, that you de- was that you texting in? Because <laughs> obviously, if somebody said, what's the positive of 2020? For me, it was you know, to meet Hannah and also just be in a place where I could be completely present in that yes. relationship and, and yes. blossom in, into- into real love, you know, yeah. to be present for real love and not run, you know. Yeah. Um, it required. It, it took a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way. Yeah, two hundred fifty thousand people are dead, a- so I could find love. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not, I'm not laughing about people. death. I'm not laughing about dead. death, guys. It was a joke, and, de- and you had to be locked down before you could. Yeah, find yeah, love. locked down for love. <laughs> um, 
That's so uh, yeah. Somebody, somebody, she, uh, somebody met their boyfriend, and uh, oh, really, they gave, she gave up going to nightclubs. No more alcohol. And, you know, a lot of positive stuff like that. I feel um, like this isn't talked about enough. I feel like there's like so much of this is actually going on. Like I, I for the summer, like I got hooked on running, and I just had extra time to do a ridiculous amount of running. But my whole lifestyle changed. I was eating. That my he- my mental health was like amazing. I was able to run a lot. I feel like people are like in certainly not in mainstream media. Everyone's talking about oh, you know, fucking and loads of bad stuff has happened. Yes, you know, no fucking jobs. You know, loads of industries have closed down. Blah blah blah. But this kind of stuff is invaluable as well for people. Like I know, them. I know, and it's it, it it was that assumed thing that Trump was saying was that the lockdown would be worse than the disease because of increased suicide rates and all. But the, actually, the stats don't bear that out. And. By un, by no means do I, I I mean I would assume that a lot of people are struggling with their mental health as a result of the pandemic, financial insecurity, uh, family issues. I know that there has been an increase in abuse. I know that there are some negatives, but it, you know, of course, you never focus on the other side of that, which is the people that have been positively affected by slowing down. Not to mention, you can't make up stats like there's more suicide because there's there's not. I mean, suicide rates are high. There's problems in society with suicide, but. It hasn't been well. There's no stats that bear out that there's been an increase in in suicide as a result of the pandemic, which Trump likes to throw up as a kind of counteract to oh people are dying of the corona, but what about all the people that are going to take their own life? You know, it just mm. hasn't happened. Mm. And I have to be careful yeah. not to say commit suicide. You know, I I never oh, knew please. that. Did you, you can't say that. Yeah, yeah, I heard that recently. Yeah, this is actually from a neighbor of mine out here. Um, she has an an illness called postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome pots it's not very well known and there's no cure for illness and research it's been very underfunded uh mostly affects women actually which is one of the reasons why they feel like it's been underfunded uh it unfortunately has been discovered that those with long COVID are developing pots but as a result there has been a huge surge in donations and a research on the illness so finally there's hope for a cure so there you go there's there's a fucking an unintended consequence of the yes. of the COVID. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of people messaging me uh, about me getting with Hannah. I I, I didn't want people that. to talk about positives of mine. <laughs> yeah, uh, but maybe it's their positive as well. They're just looking to you guys as their their king and queen that they can look up to. Uh, this is a funny one. This is I won't say the name, but uh, this one messaging she says, "Yes, I don't have to see my mother in law, but seriously." <laughs> <laughs> I must be closet introvert because this lockdown hasn't bothered me. Plus, I have the time to listen to great podcasts and paint my house. So you oh, know, oh, Trump Trump lost was another another positive. And then th- this is this is one from from Ali uh, working from home and not having the three hour round trip on the M fifty. Only realized yes. how stressed I was when it stopped. And that's the thing: yes. you realize these things when you stop. Yeah. And, and so many employers and employees are realizing, why are we spending crazy money on rent in an office in the city center when we're getting more productivity from our employees when they're at home? Well, coincidentally enough, the very next one from Lisa, my dinosaur of a CEO has finally realized that we can work from home and not lose any productivity. It's gone so well, he has agreed that we will never do five days a week in the office again, which makes such a difference to our work-life balance. Amazing, amazing. And Although I do wonder long-term, well. I do wonder long-term the, how the positives and negatives of increased working from home are going to bear out. But certainly, it's great that people are um, not afraid to try. Yeah, there's a few, like I know a few large uh, 
companies that I have massive floor space here in Dublin 7 that I cut down to a third of it during covid and now they've they've officially announced that they won't be going back they're letting ri- they're getting rid of the other two thirds they're not like people can work from home they enjoy it let them off so so clean clean a road in reading and running which is very much your life <laughs> english literature and jogging absolutely this is from patter biggest positive of all was that families had to just be that again had to spend time together and had to be there for each other brought families back together who had drifted apart which is very positive i think good man patter yeah Absolutely. You know, because even Hannah says that, you know, she spent more time with her family and, uh, I, you know, I mean, I'm sure that's been a struggle for some, but mm. it's good to, it's, it's good to be forced to do that. Yeah, absolutely. It, like I've had to get stuck into family life in a way that I realized I was never engaging with it because as I said, I'm just coming and going. And now it's like, I'm looking forward to bringing my daughter to school every morning, you know? Well, thank God um, you have such a cute daughter because if you had a fucking pain in the hole of a daughter, it would be rubbish. Mate, you know? She's a good crack. <laughs> She has been a fucking nightmare the last two weeks. Oh, really? <laughs> Fuck my life. She is. Oh, what, what's her what's her buzz at the moment? Uh, she's just a bit annoyed about um, annoyed about school in general. But man, she is not afraid of. Not that you should be afraid of your parents, but like it's like it's another level. She's like, you're stupid. Go away. It's like fuck me. She's three. Like slam really? the door in your face. That's it. Yeah, bro. She's like. So today we have actually you, have you had Googled an amazing what you're supposed day. to. Have you Googled what you're supposed to do? What, what is she, three or four? She's three, um, but uh, she, we didn't Google what you're supposed to do, but today I felt, look, there's loads of different things going on. I think there's culturally different things going on between the parenting, between the two of us. Boundaries, for example, wouldn't be the strength of some people. But um, uh, this morning we actually, uh, I we had a conversation last night and I thought about empowering her a lot more. So she's a really smart kid. Um, but kind of ha- as opposed to kind of having this thing of you have to go to school, get her involved in everything that she has to do in the two hours before she goes to school. So she was delighted leaving the house today because she went downstairs and she put the kettle on for daddy's coffee and she turned the radio on and she turned the lights on and she dressed herself. And it was more like this is oh, yours. So you said you these are your this. tasks? Yes, yes. And um, but she feels she feels a sense of belonging and a sense of control to the situation. Then all of a sudden, it's time to walk out the door, and she she's been so involved at every step of it. It's not been imposed on her. She's you, done it. You thought of that yourself? Yeah. Why? It's very good. <laughs> well, I just you just think of it from. Well, actually, in psychology class, we have been learning a bit of. Uh, uh, Piaget and Vygotsky, these guys who like cognitive behavioral development in kids, but they basically they like P- uh, Piaget says like ch- all children are, are little scientists. So you you got to see it from their point of view. They don't have the ability until they're seven to see anybody else's point of view. So you got to go okay. How can you give them control of this whole situation? You know, and right. um, yeah. So uh, so this morning, as opposed to non-stop arguing and butterflies in her stomach and crying and shouting and now I'm not going to do this she's running into the room going I put my shoes on myself <laughs> you know so Hi. it's uh, yeah wow, yeah Steve I don't know man I feel like maybe there's going to be a book coming soon <laughs> I did see I did pitch an idea to Faith there actually she said no one wants comedic parenting books <laughs> really she said that <laughs> I think it's I think it's a good I thought it was funny it was funny you'll have to go somewhere else I mean I think a comedic parenting book would be hilarious look how well the well, dirt I, birds look how well the dirt birds are doing oh that's true yeah 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 I mean like I just thought parents like 
like everyone like th- those books fly off the shelves because everyone's panicking to get some advice on how to fucking do something oh this guy's funny as well brilliant yeah so, anyway well, you you came up with a with a with a big genius right there yeah well i just i like i i wrote i wrote um the first two chapters of it and she really enjoyed it but said it would be a hard sell i was like i don't think it's gonna be a hard sell <laughs> you should do a uh you should do a reading on on the podcast Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely, man. There's, there's definitely something. Do you have the opening chapter? What you? I'd love to hear the opening paragraph right now. I ha- I haven't. Oh god. Uh, let Is me that have too a much look. pressure for you? Yeah. Well, um, let's see, I'll just see if I can. You have a look while I read out the next uh, the, yes. the next message from Elaine here. Positives of 2020: joy in the smaller things, picnics with friends in summer, socially distanced, blah blah. Truly relishing the time spent with loved ones. Working from home has turned out to be quite okay. The commute is sound, but office banter is shit. Yes. Yeah, so there is things that people do. I do I do think that there will be stuff that's missed, you know? Stuff mm-hmm. that, that people miss about going to the office. And I, I think when people are back in the office, they'll appreciate that. For every moan about traffic, uh, you know, on the commute, there will be people that'll be like, ah, it's nice to go by the water cooler. It's nice to have lunch with my workmates, you know? Positives mm-hmm. and negatives. Another person... From Christina, positive of 2020, I got promoted at work and I'm now store manager at Rockefeller Center. I have always wanted to work at NYC. So there you go. Go on, Christina. That's brilliant. Yes. Opportunity comes out of all sorts of places. That's right. Lots of family time. Oh, this is from Burren Nature Sanctuary and Cafe. Everyone in Ireland has taken to winter sea swimming to boost immunity. Yes, well, that's true. Whether it boosts immunity or not, I cannot say scientifically, but I am a big, big fan of the winter swim. So fair play to the... Burren Nature Sanctuary and Cafe. Absolutely. Big, big fan myself, of the winter actually. swim. And I have, I have swum, swum, swam in the winter down in like La Hinch. And uh, I, one time I remember I was with my friend from La Hinch and she took me to like a little swimming hole, which I'm sure Burren Nature Sanctuary and Cafe know about, but I can't remember exactly where it is. But it was, I guess it was sort of north of, of uh, La Hinch, there's like a little sort of rock swimming area. It's really nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. So I uh, did go down to uh, not the forty foot, but Sea Point. I, I did go for some in Sea Point. Jesus, Steve, um, it's turning into like a like a live, like a live vlog over there. You're moving around. Have you found? Sorry, you found yeah, the yeah. Paragraph. It was getting very dark. I did. I, I mean, I, I, there's too much to read there. To see what I have there, Des. Emotional week in this house last week. What? What the is that? Di- Diego died. Oh, Diego died. Of course, yeah. God, Whew, I did. I got you. somebody sent me the text, and I just burst out into tears. I was shocked at myself how much uh, it upset no. me. But hey, he was just a hero. Do you know, it's one of your heroes dies. Just like, oh god, damn it! I know, but you know, a good lesson in excess and oh, looking after time, yourself. Bro. You know. Oh my god! Bloody I don't. Know, am I really going to read this out, Des? You don't have to. By the way, you're not. You're not being forced to read it out. Yeah, I know. I just don't think of like because I have. I mean, there's, there's it's a lot of pressure. The introduction and the and the uh, and the first chapter are like it's ten thousand words. I don't know what. No, no. Gonna... Read out literally. Read out the first in the first paragraph of the intro for the okay. for a laugh. For a laugh, it's called "Great Dads." It was a working title. Great dads come from anywhere. <laughs> Great, I already love it. Let's go. I was in the. I now, was we're in the book. NPR, now we're on NPR. You know? So uh, Stephen Stephen <laughs> Mullen. <laughs> <laughs> written a book called Great Dads Come From Anywhere. And it's really a, a humorous look, uh, particularly in this age where more fathers are involved with their children. Uh, he writes a humorous look at parenting. Uh, Steve, take it away. 
I was in the bookshop the other day looking for a book on how to write books and I happened across the parenting section. Two happy, colourful shelves of joy, smiling babies and pretty mothers. It would make you sick. I enjoyed the giggle of thinking what it would be like to have my own book there one day, the truthful account of the journey of parenting that doesn't attempt to make every single part of parenting such a pretty joy. It would be funny to have the cover of my book, a picture of a soiled nappy that has spilled onto my phone while the missus is screaming at me. Nobody seems to be selling that book. It's all avocados and clean nappies and mothers with white teeth and blonde hair. Fathers are not thought of much on these bookshelves, and for good reason. We go through way less than the mother will go through. And yet there's a lot we have to do throughout our pregnancy and the early days of parenthood, Parenthood, and there's, n- there's no books for us. If there are, I haven't read them, and no doubt they will all be books with vegan-looking hipster dads who make honey, and that's all well and good for that demographic. But I have nothing against any of that. It's just that what about the normal blokes? That's right, Steve. I love it. <laughs> I think it's great. It's, oh, it's good, like it is. You know, what good. about the dad that needs to navigate... That Arsenal are playing Man City at exactly. three o'clock. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and I just I can't fucking deal with this child right now. Yes, for fuck's sake. We're going you know, to get into the Europa League semi-final. What about dad is playing five-a-side <laughs> at 12. Can you just look after her for 90 yeah. minutes so I can get some fucking exercise and just be a yeah. fucking man with a bunch of men for a second? Yes, yes. You know? Oh, my God. And then you can do whatever you want, honey. I got the kid for the rest of the day. Just let me be a fucking man. That's what we were even a talking about. A traditional man and not be fucking <laughs> ashamed of it. Can't I be like the majority of fucking men and not feel like I'm doing something fucking wrong? Yeah. Just be myself. Be a pig. I'm man. a pig, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Can't I just go into my fucking pig pen, my fucking sty, and roll around in the mud? Like, Without I have feeling friend- fucking bad? <laughs> I have a friend who's a hardcore Arsenal fan and we text every day that they're playing but he has a kid who's a bit younger than mine but he's like so stressed out he doesn't text me when the lineup comes out and he was like I, j- I just have to finish the dishes because then I'm allowed to watch the match that's what he's like you know and whereas I'm like on a Sunday I spend hours doing the best roast ever and once that's served fucking leave me alone I'm watching the match <laughs> game over but yeah I think I think it'd be, I think, I personally think it'd be a good book. Never mind, Faith. Write the fucking thing anyway in your spare time when you're, you know, write yeah. it when you're on Christmas break from from college. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I'm like, and I've enjoyed, I really enjoyed writing it. And uh, she's, like, I love the first chapter because that was just part of the intro. But um, it ended up into all stories of my childhood when I, um, <laughs> I, I, I was up a hay bale playing in a friend's farm and I shot myself and couldn't get down. And like, it's just, it's a funny story, but. uh. So, uh, yeah, man. So, I mean, I think, you know, I think all in all, uh, it's been more negative than positive. Let's not pretend that the fucking pandemic hasn't been an absolute nightmare. Exactly. Like, I yeah, Go ahead. I, I wouldn't have sat down and wrote down 10,000 words of a fucking stupid parenting memoir like if it wasn't for the pandemic, like, you know. <laughs> I know, but I can't believe how much, I can't believe how lazy you can be with so much time on your hands. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, that is, like, that I, is impressive. <laughs> I, like, I've sat here, like, I, even today I was walking the dog, my current foster dog, and uh, I was like trying to think of the Mia Mama, you know, show. I was trying to think yeah. of a script. Yeah. And, this thought comes into my head once every two weeks. And I always say to myself, you must sit down and go through the slides and write out that, that script. You know, you gotta, you gotta freshen, you gotta remember that shit, you know? Yes. 
and I've never, I haven't done it. And like, the long I've been, finger. I've been, think, <laughs> I've been thinking about that for the entire fucking pandemic to like, yeah. just make sure that you don't completely lose that show out of your mind. Cause I did not write it down. You know, yes. it just oh, evolved God. night after night and there's notes scattered everywhere, which are never a problem when you're running the show, but it's a big yeah. problem when suddenly it just fucking shuts down and you don't even think I need to, you know, <laughs> you don't even think yeah. like it's going to be a year till I do this again. You know what I mean? True. Yeah, it was when you're up and running and you're up and gigging, you have a different muscle that's going all the time that remembers all this shit when you're writing new routines and new jokes because it's not all written down everywhere. But yeah, that's a, that would freak me the fuck out. But you're experienced enough. You'll have it there. <laughs> no, I know. But then not to mention, like, I was thinking like, yeah, you know, I've got all this time. Like, you should do stuff that you wouldn't do unless you had this time. So it's like, I'll write a, I'll write a book about, you know, grief and losing your mother and just, you know, just like, yeah. just write a book. It's like, who cares if it's good or not? Just fucking write it. Did yeah. I do it? No. <laughs> and even you this, fell in like, love, man. Even this TV That's a good sp- book. You can add the falling in love on top of that. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, the falling in love has been the main thing. I mean, you know, we, we, like odds on. I'm not going to say we're going to get married, but like odds on, we're t- we're going to be together for. We're going to attempt to be together for life. That's that's the vibe. You know, we don't dis- we we don't discuss things in like we'll see how it goes terms. You know. Wow, we're we're very That's so cool, man. Yeah, we're very locked in. I mean, she lives yeah. with me full time. We we've had full it's time. very early, so you can't say that it's not going to get more difficult. But it's it's been way easier than I expected, and that's not an arrogance. That's just it. Just so happens that the lack of stress that the pandemic causes in terms of everyday life has made it very easy for us to have a smooth life. You know? Yes. Yes. She does her pods. She does her virtual stuff. I do my pods. Uh, I mean, she's busier than me, but like we. We work around each other's schedule, and the, the biggest things that we organize are: when are we going to play tennis together? When is it okay for me to play tennis with other people? And when is it okay for me to play beach volleyball with other people? And when am I going to play <laughs> golf with her dad? You know, these are like our yeah, big yeah, scheduling yeah. issues. So yeah. of course, it's a very low stress early relationship situation. Plus, we've moved in together during the honeymoon period, so mm. I'm sure that there will be things that you know grow as a problem but at the same time i mean if it's if it's working living together early on that's all that is a good sign like the living together is just like the difficult parts of that are practicalities and if you're getting on with that good that's a biggie i think so it's, but you it's know, just, whatever. no definitely definitely it's just when things go bad it's then you you don't go to your separate homes that can be when you have a difficult patch i don't mean when the thing's going to go bad if you have an argument but like that's fine if you got the practicalities down that's huge yeah we're pretty good and then we uh I mean, listen, I'm 45, but she's 29. So even though I'm quite old for settling down, I mean, she's she's not too young to be settling down. So we're, we're, we, we, we mesh in that way. So there's Man. no stress in that department, you know? Does that mean that you, that, like, that you, that you stay there then? Uh, we'll figure that out. We'll worry, <laughs> we'll worry about that. I mean, I'm going back to Ireland autumn 2021. And as yeah. far as permanent TSB is concerned, I fucking live in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> so we won't get it. We won't. We won't get into that too much. But yeah, whatever. Yeah. Long term, you know. Long term, I'll figure out how all that's going to work. But you know, I, I I delayed my tour to autumn 2021, which I think was a good move because now they, you know, I was watching an interview with the CEO of BioNTech, you know, the company that made the the vaccine with Pfizer, Germany, yeah. and uh, very timid CEO, but very well spoken was saying that, you know, obviously they, they got approval in the UK. Uh, that starts next week. Um, but he said, realistically, 
with all the other companies and all the vaccines that are going to be approved over the next while, that the end of the pandemic will be the end of summer 2021. Right. Right. So I'm really glad that I delayed me and mama till the autumn of 2021. And until then, hopefully there'll be some sort of limited opening. Because I guess after a certain percentage of the vulnerable population get get a vaccine, that we'll start to get a little bit more confident Mm-hmm. on what we can and can't do. And I'm assuming that in the spring of 2021, some of American society will begin to open. And I think Hannah's going to start touring again. And I'm going to open up for her so I can get my head back in the game by touring around the United States. And then I have to make the big decision of whether I do Edinburgh or not, if it's going to happen. Oh, really? Right. Well, I was thinking that that would be a good way to get me and Mama back up and running. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do Edinburgh, but... After a year and a half of nothing, it wouldn't be a bad sort of jump start, you know, like uh, put the, put the, what are the, what do they call those things when you, 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 the electric things that go on your heart when you're having a heart attack? Oh yeah. Fucking the, the jump leads, I suppose. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? Are they, way of putting I can't them? believe I can't remember those names. Well, basically, before, it goes out of, before it goes out of my head, the name of your book should be Falling in Love with Des Bishop. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Uh, my my, my fucking book about love is like when the fucking when the ice melts (laughs) (laughs) when the Um, when he when he finally gets anyway whatever so so uh, yeah shit yeah yeah, i I was thinking about that today and i was like oh that's gonna come up again now in my head i know well you got you're gonna the reality is that no matter what if you write a book you're gonna get a lot of material you know so Mm. you'll have to decide if when 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 you, life gets back to normal, you do a few gigs. Will the 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 comedy obsession take over, or ha, will you have settled into the life of academia? Well, here's the thing, right? I found this out that we we got to talk to third and fourth year guys who have been through the access program like us. So they're in Trinity in third and fourth year now, yeah. and they all said that the access course is way harder than going to university. Is that right? <laughs> because the intensity level is way higher. Yeah, They're plus you're coming so out, you're, you're coming in cold. You're coming in cold. The intensity level is way higher. You have to get way more assignments done in a shorter period of time. And that, uh, especially if like if you go, depending on what you do, but what I'm thinking of going on to do, it gives you time to still do all, to do like stand-up comedy, stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so plus I, you can I, do I, comedy in college. You can start, you know, you can get involved in doing college gigs. and Yeah, yeah, And yeah. Uh, you should talk to Lynn Rowan. She did the Access program, you know. Oh, that yeah, that's right. She did, yeah. She did it. Uh, Gary Gannon, the Social Democrats, did it as well. Um, yeah, there's a good few people have done it. Um, well. So, there you are, yeah. We'll leave it there, Steve-O. Thanks so much. Oh, yeah. Can I just, um, it looks like um, I'm going to be, to tell the people, I'm going to be doing a bit of podcasting at Kilkenny Cat Laughs Festival. What? Which is going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) They're going to do some kind of, I don't know what it's going to be yet, but I'll post it on my social media soon. But it's on uh, the 19th of of December. They're just getting some people down to go and do a podcast. I don't know. I think it's just a live all day podcasting thing because we can't actually do gigs. Oh, right. Good for you. So, um yeah, so uh, so keep an eye. I will start posting stuff on social media and all that stuff. But sh- it should be good fun. I'm going to bring Jenna down, my funny, my funny American co-host from Hello Steve-O podcast. So it should be good. But fun. But you haven't been doing Hello Steve-O, right? No, I stopped it when I started doing the course. But um, but why don't you Jenna- get why don't you get Jenna on for one of our reps? 
Oh yeah, bro, she's very funny. She's you're gonna love Let's her. Get her on next week. We'll we'll, we'll push yes. the famine. We'll push the famine special for two. Push weeks. the famine back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, let's get Jenna on next week. Yes, no, she's very funny, man. Uh, We've so lost Joanne. Joanne has her own pod now. Let's solve I'll, nothing. I haven't listened to that yet. I haven't listened, but it's let's solve nothing with Myrtle O'Connell. Started strong, so very good. We've lost is Joanne. On, is it a weekly one? It's weekly, yeah. Very good. But they have yeah, a they have a studio, I think. Oh. So she's all she's, the swank. She's gotten. She's she solved the thing that was bugging her the most. Yeah, plugging shit in. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the technical shit was not Joanne's favorite thing. No. no so no. now she can just focus on on the funny, Turn or you know do it, yeah. the the content. So all right, so let's let's get your let's get her on next week. See see what our schedule's like. Yes, bro. And uh, we'll and find we'll find a good topic, and uh, we'll get the ball rolling. Absolutely. All right, man. All right, well, bro. Good to see you. Nice to see you. Get back to love, it. Love to the missus. My first, my first episode with the fancy new mic. Yeah, I look forward to hearing how it sounds. Very Looks exciting. Good, yeah, I, I, you're still going to studio got way backdrops better. and all. Uh, yeah, well, you know, so that's a classic. So we bought the chairs, and I, 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 I honestly, my 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 next big DIY job is I have a fireplace in the middle of my house, and it, it's painted white. And I've now bought the paint stripper and uh, the scraper, and I'm going to try to get the natural brick back in the middle of the house. Oh, nice. Whether I can do it myself or not is yet to be seen. However... That, is that not a job for flying Aiden over for? This is a job <laughs> for probably me trying for a week and then finding somebody to do it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a big... I know I said it to the guy that painted the house, like, and he, he didn't want to strip it. But I, I looked it up. Apparently, it's like... It's a slow, tedious job, but it's not undoable. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna find out if I can do it. Our listeners yeah. can can pay attention <laughs> for the updates. And of course, guys, I must let me just I'll just sign off now so I don't have to do it afterwards. But uh don't forget five stars on on, on Apple Podcasts. Yes. You know, and uh I, I know that's a pain, I always say it, but if you don't know, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you know you you'll see you, you go to the bottom. Go past all the episodes, and it's there. Ratings and reviews. Reviews are great. Ratings are great. If you listen on Spotify, uh, post it up. Thanks for people that were posting their Spotify review for 2020. And um, at hello Stevo on Instagram, I'm at Des Bishop. Tell everybody you know about the podcast. We're here every yes. week. Don't forget, I've been doing these Patreons Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but I did I didn't do this morning because I actually got a lot of podcasts on today. But I'm doing tomorrow morning instead, so it'll be Thursday and Friday. Which is you're probably listening to this on Thursday, but I'm doing Thursday I'm th- and Friday. But and what? thanks for all the messages and all the positives about 2020. Yeah, thank you for all the messages. And uh, actually, Steve, I get a lot of messages being saying when are you coming back? So it's great that you're back on. Yes, sorry. I'm just doing homework, guys. It's not. It's nothing exciting. <laughs> well, it was just as well because well, not the, not that I didn't want you there, but Julie J was really good talking about teaching last week. So that was a yes. The, a, that was an unintended positive Julie, consequence of you Julie's not being grace. you not being on last week. Um, and it's good too that you don't get a pain in your hole when you got too much going on. You know, you, you'd hate the podcast to become a burden. Oh yeah, another you know? child. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we'll be back. Uh, next week and uh, until then we'll see you guys later see you Steve take care guys see you bro bye imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.